Channels. Channel 9. on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another outstanding edition of, well, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. <laughs> and what could go wrong today? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all. Really. I am Ron Kolick, <laughs> your host, and of course with me is the blonde bombshell herself, Miss Ann Kerrigan. Hello, everybody. Welcome, yes. welcome, welcome. And no, everything is fine. Okay, everything's <laughs> copacetic. <laughs> So how are we going to start this? We had a couple of weeks ago. No. Was it three weeks no, ago? No, we can't go No, we the, can't no. jump right in? No, right. because you know what? I had something. I'm going to keep you in suspense. Very strange happened to me today. Okay. Other than this show. <laughs> <laughs> On the way down here, I went through low and I was stopped for the light. And across the street was a woman in a black dress with black hair and a small black hat on. Okay. Okay. Didn't think nothing of it. Just saw her and that was it. Drove all the way down here. Came off the highway. Went into Demolis to get some cat food for my cat. Mm -hmm. Because we don't have it up there anymore. I don't know why Demolis doesn't have that cat food. My cat's going to have a... They don't like your cat. If they don't get really? it. Really? Anyways, um, so I went into Demolis. I come out of Demolis. Also known as Market Basket. Yeah. Back in the day, it was the most. <laughs> and uh, getting in the car was a woman in a black dress, black hair, and a small black hat. Same woman? You Looked don't know. Like it because the first one, you, you look at it, you're like, oh, you know, I just but saw But you saw her standing on saw, the side of the road. Yeah, I saw her on the side of the road. Right. So well, now okay. she's getting into a car. Well, she wasn't, well, she was standing by a car. She didn't say getting into a car. She was standing by a car. Hmm. And so anyways, I come down here, and you know where I Spring Street is? I come yeah. all the way down to Spring Street, and up across is, is the, the little common area or whatever it is. Uh-huh, there's a little, yeah. So I'm going down Hope there. Park. And there's a woman walking in a black dress with black no. and a black hat. Stop it. Honest to God, I didn't make this up. So Did I swear I saw the same woman in three different locations. Must be a spirit. I don't Just know what following it is. you around. Either a demon, maybe. <laughs> the way the show's going, it's probably a demon. <laughs> maybe it's the angel of death. Could be. Well, yeah. It's not, following you from it's place not, to not, place. You know, not too, uh, you know. <laughs> 
That's understandable. <laughs> oh, not that far from her now. My you know? God, that's really funny. Now, if we, if we go out to dinner tonight, and I see her, and we see her, I'm gonna tackle I'm her. Out of there. I'm gonna tackle her. Get it away from you. I'm going after her. Oh, drag her in. <laughs> Look, see there she is. <laughs> that's bad. That's bad. Or it's good. I mean, it's paranormal. It's what we're here for. I don't know right? if it's paranormal or just it coincidence. Hmm. Anyway, but we have a guest anyway, so why don't we introduce our guest? All right, we yeah. should do that. Yes. So joining us now is... We would like to welcome Christy Parrish. Welcome, Christy. Christy J. Parrish. Christy J. Parrish. Right. J. J stands for Jean. Jean, Jean. Anybody knows that song, Jean, Jean? Please uh, let me know in the chat room or whatever, because I can't remember who it was. It might have been Donovan, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Way before my time. Oh, it is. It's way, a 60s way, song. Way. I bet you it's a 60s song. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So anyways, join us as paranormal investigator Christy J. Parrish. And yeah, it's two R's. Parrish. <laughs> so thank you for coming on the show oh, today. Thank you for having me. And uh, I've got to know you over the years. I don't know how. How did I meet you anyway? I was wearing a black dress and a black don't. hat, <laughs> and I was going into market Don't basket. scare me. <laughs> oh, good. Don't scare me like that. I can pop have, in whenever I want. I'm going to have nightmares tonight. <laughs> there you go. Bada bing. Seriously. Uh, Do you remember? Yeah. I think uh, the first time was at the Houghton Mansion. You were a part, and you too, Anne. I think yes. you both were there, and it was like a legend trip event, maybe. It was a Jeff, Jeff. It was a Blanger. legend trip event. Yeah. Uh, and Jeff yeah. Was there. We were in the Murder Motel. I remember uh, that. The Murder Motel. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, I hate we'll you. Never forget the Murder. <laughs> it's the worst hotel I ever stayed at. No more events. Yeah. I'm not doing any of you. Oh man. Oh man. Yes, I it was and I remember. Yeah, I, I, remember I slept above the covers. I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leslie and I had a perfectly lovely room lovely. on the other side of the murder motel. Yeah, luckily. <laughs> so that was it, huh? I think that's when, and yeah, then um, it was. That's when I, met I did. Uh, you did the a presentation spirit, at Spirit, spirit Quest. Quest, yeah. Where yeah brought the, I actually brought the gadgets that time. Yes, right. for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> gadgets. Gadgets are. Mm whatever you want to call them, tools, yeah. Yeah. So, well, Christy uh, is one of her specialties is all these wonderful ghostly gadgets mm -hmm. that she comes up with mm -hmm. and uh, use in your research and your investigation. That's right. It's it's the gadgets. It's also the different types of experiments. Uh, it might not necessarily have a tool, but it might be a program on the computer. Mm -hmm. It might cool. be something with audio. It could be... Uh, like, for instance, the holographic projection experiments. It has to do with quantum physics and so the reflection. We'll so it's a, a lot of bit, things. A little bit, wow. and a, and a little bit <laughs> in, uh, later on. But right now, we have to take care of some business. Oh, oh wow. wow, yeah. All right, we're back, <laughs> because, to, we're back to the business. Yeah, I, I did that. About. Well, I just didn't want to leave her sitting there. and. I know, yeah. I know. Plus, we want some her input. On yeah, her input. So, well. anyways, we did a show. The last video broadcast was on EVPs. Mm-hmm which, by the way, was originally called Electronic Voice Projection by okay. Rodai. So nobody knows that, by the way. Okay. I found that out when we had three experts on a panel, and not <laughs> one of them knew it. <laughs> but uh, anyways... Um, no, I thought Jim, one of them did know that. No, I no. Thought no. Did? Oh, no. Yes, you Go it. back on that tape. You'll see it. <laughs> 
that's the good thing about it. Okay. Anyway, so we did that, and uh, while we, they each played some videos on it, right? Yes. Uh, audios, right? We had three. EVPs. Yes. Every panelist, Mike Markowitz, Cody Desbiens, and Jim Stonier, all brought three EVPs. Yes. And uh, we played them, the little, little video clips, I mean audio clips. And she did the same thing I did. I know. <laughs> well, it's because I, I have to, to play things here in the studio, you I have, have to, to make it into a clip, so I have to attach uh, some kind of image to it. Right. To be able to play it for all of you. So anyways, uh, so, so we played them. Yep. And we, we asked, asked you to. You, our audience, to let us know your thoughts on them. Mm-hmm. You failed miserably because we didn't hear from any of you, which means no one's watching us. No. Oh, that's not quite right. <laughs> no, it's not lazy, true. That's all. All right. <laughs> but <a> difference. <laughs> anyways. Right. So we're going to play them back and tell you what each of them says. We hope. Or said. We hope. We hope. We hope. So you want to start off? Uh, yes, we can start off. Um, I believe we played what. Um, would be Mike first. I think we it? played Mike Markowitz's EVPs. So let's start with Mike's number one EVP, Russ. And Christy will watch you kiss Could you hear it? Barely. Yeah. Can you turn it up a little, Russ, for us in here? And, and we'll play it again. They probably it heard time. it just fine. Okay. I hear they're not. Okay. They're not. Okay. What do we have? Uh, Mike, Mike feels that it actually said damn hot. Yeah, so you got the hot part, hot, hot, not. Yeah, it's difficult in here, to be honest with you. We're listening, going through some crappy speakers and <laughs> trying to hear it and volume. And everybody knows EVPs, you have to listen to them with a mm-hmm. you know, good headset and everything. But okay. Um, and I price. thought it said too hot. Really? Oh, so you were close, too. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think it said damn hot. Yeah. I thought it said too hot. I didn't even go to try, so. But. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, let's go ahead, Russ, and let's play the next EVP from Mike. How about that one? I know it's tough. So it is. It's a really short clip. But don't, so, worry, about it. don't um, worry about it. There's no. You're not going to get graded on it. So. It, it. I guess I'm hearing like a female that sounds a little bit different from that clip. But yeah. Okay. I don't really know exactly what she's saying. Mm, I think that one's a tough one. Um, she actually says, "I love you." Okay. That's, really? That's what Mike got out of it. Can that. you play it again? I love you. Can we play it one more time. I hear we're fine. Okay. <laughs> I hear it now. We heard it. We heard it. I love you. That's Whoa. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's a loud one. All right. So. <laughs> Thank God Jim's are pretty easy. <laughs> Let's play. All right. So that was I love you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next one, Mike's EVP number three. <laughs> Yeah. 
What are your thoughts? Um, Whatever comes to your head. It's, it's something I thought it said something like where some where to put it or something like that. What did you? What do we got? Okay. Mike had that down as very nice units. Very nice units. Very nice units. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I beg your pardon. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know. <laughs> I don't. That's what I was told. Uh -huh. That's what I was told. Right. All right. So okay. those are the results on that. So, All right. so let's go on to Cody. We're, we're going to play Cody. Cody Desbians. Desbians. Yeah. Desbians. And let's play Cody's number one EVP. I would like to hear what the famous Andrew Borden's voice sounds like. As you can see, that was used with a declarifier because it's got that metallic mm -hmm. sound, I would and it's guess. Got, and it's, it's looped over and over and over. Yes. Yeah, we're supposed to. Yeah, yeah. we looped it. Yeah. I, yeah. I see clear. Yeah, that's good. Now, I, uh, I thought it said icy cold. Really? Mm -hmm. Yes. But since Cody didn't send us the answers, we don't know. It's open to interpretation. But we are going to. We will get the answers yeah, from him and post it on our page. <laughs> minor thought. Minor thought. Um, I can see how you could think that too. Yeah, yeah, I got icy cold. But I know it says I see something. So I, yeah, for sure. I see England. Maybe I see, see God. I, I see, see something in yeah. Okay. I know. Do you remember that? Uh, I do. Yes. <laughs> okay. So now let's play Cody's second EVP. What you doing? Ooh. Mm -hmm. I know. I know. He did say that it was. It sounded like it was a child's voice, uh -huh. mm -hmm. and they were putting away gear. Mm -hmm. uh, at the end of the investigation, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, I agree. Mm -hmm. I, I think it, it's something along that lines. What are you doing? Or mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. She's just. We'll just have to get the answers from Cody and post them <laughs> on our <laughs> website. And someone, yes, yeah, someone said, "I see you." Mm -hmm. um, I see you. I see you. Mm. I uh, see you. That's the thing about electronic voice. Projection <laughs> is that well, um, no, see, it, in all fairness, that's what Rodai won. But yeah. in order to get his book published, he had to change it to yeah. electronic voice phenomena. Yeah, so. but I mean, it is really everybody's going to hear a little something different. Doesn't mean it's not there. Right. It's just up to the interpretation. Well, that's why we have classifications, but it's yeah. not always up to interpretation. A class A, of course, would be heard by everyone the, the same. same way. Right, yes. Right. right. So if they were really good, we'd all hear the same thing. This is true. Just saying. So I would like to play the third. Cody has one more. Sure. We, okay. Cody. And it was death. It was death. He was completely surrounded with death. But he didn't understand that the spirits, especially the female spirits, would protect us from the unsavory males that would come around. And not that Freddy was, was lovely. Okay. That was a long one. That is a long one. I have no clue uh, where that is, EVP in there. Um, it's towards and the then there's yeah. if if we there's one more I separated out the end of it so we have like oh, um, it's like three A Russ okay 
Um, it's um, it's either saying like gone or leave on, mm -hmm. but it's okay. a like a female. I definitely voice. hear a female. I hear help me, ma. Help me, ma. I think it was something like that too. If I remember mm. Cody saying it was, mm -hmm. I think. It's almost yeah. like it's screaming. Yeah, I feel like I definitely feel like something is saying, "Help me, help me, ma." I hear ma, I hear mom, okay, ma, mom. So, move right along. So we're gonna move on to Jim Stonier's EVPs. If we can play number one. He just should check the light. He just should check the light. <laughs> <laughs> What do we got? Our crew is going. I guess. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, because it sounds like when the voice is going okay, it sounds like it's a little bit different. Yeah, it's, it's really That's interesting. That's a really great EVP. They're very yeah, clear. We took that at Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. We were on up about 3 o'clock in the morning. We were out in the deck of the lighthouse. And uh, Jim said that to him. I think he should check the light. And he had a voice that came back. I says, okay. And the funny part about that is that, it, like Jeremy Dontrema, who, who is the uh, chairman of the Lighthouse now, and uh, he spends a lot of time doing the tours and stuff out there, him and other volunteers have heard a voice audibly, mm -hmm. and they, they swear it sounds so much like that. Wow. The same voice. Oh, makes that. sense. So, which is kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. So, anyways, can we have the next one? Do I cut the in here? I don't know what it's saying because okay. it's kind of like blaring yeah. a little bit. It's a little louder. It's a little yeah, loud, yeah. but it sounds like the same voice as what you had before, right. in my opinion, like the same person that's talking. Is it the same location? It's actually Not. shortly after. Okay. It's shortly after mm -hmm. was after the first one mm -hmm. uh, when Jim did that. I asked, "Do you like us being here?" And uh, granted, you couldn't hear that very well, but the voice says, "Yeah." Okay. Uh, very <laughs> thing in a rough voice. Yeah. He's yeah. a man of few words. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was a White House keeper, and uh, we believe it was anyway. So the last one, please. Something about we see you, how are you, or something like that, possibly. I have no clue. <laughs> uh, Do you know what that is? Um, yeah. Je uh, oh, my goodness. Uh, I did before I walked in here. On you Because no, it, it, it was so clear, I didn't write it down. Yeah. I've, I don't think I've heard that before. It's something about, um, it's so nice here. It's so nice here. You got me. Is what he said. Yeah, he got told me. me it said. That wouldn't have been my choice, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He, he got another one that was really good, and uh, we were talking, and uh, uh, this was at Wood Island Lighthouse, and uh, the voice came through and says, "David," just like that, just very clear, like David. And it's, it gets loud, and the voice is just a manly voice going, okay. David. 
It's like, okay, fine, mm. whatever. Anyways, so that's our EVPs. That's our EVPs. So now we're going to yeah. do a cemetery trip, and then when we come back, we're going to talk to Christy about some of her cool devices and right. uh, also a little bit about her tours and stuff as well. Sure. All so right. can we play uh, cemetery, cemetery tripping? Please. Welcome to Cemetery Tripping, where I will feature a different cemetery in each episode that I hope you will seek out and enjoy as much as I do. As an avid taphophile, or lover of tombstones, I spend a lot of time in the local New England area in the beautiful and historic cemeteries we have here. The stones here are like no others, and I have literally thousands of pictures of the intricate and symbolic carvings found on them. You can see my pictures on Facebook by doing a search for Cemetery Tripping. Today we are visiting New Boston Cemetery in New Boston, New Hampshire, but we are only going to look at one stone, that of Sevilla Jones, who died January 13, 1851. What is my interest in this particular stone? It tells the story of her murder. New Boston is a small town on the Piscataquag River, a half an hour drive from Manchester, New Hampshire. The cemetery is located, appropriately enough, on Cemetery Road on a hilltop. It has been the town's primary burial ground for 250 years, and the oldest gravestone dates to 1768. But enough about the cemetery. Let's get back to the murder. Sevilla's stone reads as follows. Sevilla, daughter of George and Sarah Jones, murdered by Henry N. Sargent, January 13, 1854, at the age of 17 years and nine months. Thus fell this lovely blooming daughter by the revengeful hand, a malicious Henry, when on her way to school he met her and with a six self-cocked pistol shot her. The story behind the murder is a sad one. One winter morning in 1854, Sevilla Jones was walking to schoolhouse number three near Joe English Hill with her younger brother Plummer. They were approached by Henry Sargent, a 23-year-old woodcutter whose family lived near the Jones family. Henry loved Sevilla, and he believed that she had given him encouragement. However, he had a rival in another young man named Bartlett. According to a long, rambling note written in his diary, Henry believed that Bartlett's mother had conspired with Sevilla's mother to convince the girl to prefer Bartlett. After being rebuffed, Henry, according to his note, procured two guns to kill Sevilla, but also a razor to end it all if the guns failed. Henry had also arranged to have his grave dug in advance. On his final evening, he wrote his last will and suicide note. Folks of the world ought to know that they ruined me, once happy. I never should have got so tied up with her if she had not given me encouragement time and again. And now see what you brought me, from a happy boy to the grave. I am better off in hell than I am here for the world to laugh at. I am well aware that I make you trouble by taking Sevilla away from you, but I can't help it. She belongs to me, and you know it. Mother, why do you cry? You ought to think that your son Henry is better dead than a poor, lovesick fellow which you see about in stores and places and shops. 
the world will not have Henry N. Sargent for a laughing pot. I am not afraid to say who I think made the disturbance. I think and know that the Bartlett's folks made their part. I used to think that love would never hurt me. All people take warning by this and avoid the strings of love as you would the angel of death. I write the most of this with tears on my cheeks. Goodbye, hypocrites. Henry used an Allen and Thurber pepper box revolver to shoot Sevilla four times in the head, killing her instantly in front of her younger brother. He then shot himself but did not die immediately. It has been said that a doctor was fetched, but this doctor was so angry with Henry that he wouldn't treat Henry's wound. Henry died hours later. As for the curious epitaph on the gravestone, some say that it was written by Bartlett's mother, but no one is really sure to this very day. Henry wanted to be buried by Sevilla's side, which obviously did not happen. Sevilla was buried between her father George and her brother Plummer, who died in 1864. Henry is buried down the hill near the main gates to the cemetery. Some say Henry was obsessed with Sevilla, and she never returned his affections. Others say it was a love affair gone cold on Sevilla's part. No one will ever truly know the truth, which was literally taken to the grave with Sevilla and Henry. I don't know. That was a good one, man. Wasn't that a good one? I like that it's one. It's a great story. That, that, uh... It has it all, huh? You know, yeah. I feel like it was like the original, like, stalker mm. case. Yeah. Like, maybe he had this thing for her, and she's like, mm, yeah, leave me leave me alone. And uh, I don't know. Kind of feel like that way. Yeah. But we'll never I get The bar is finally working now. It looks like we're sitting on the there lawn. There we are. I feel like I should on have a lawn. cup of tea in my hand or something. And yes. some mosquito spray and... And mosquito. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. In the woods of Middleborough. Yeah, it's kind of got to be a standard thing there. It really does. It's like gentle. So we, I think we should talk about this building mm. that's in back of us here. What is that building in back, in of, back us, of us, Christy? here? <laughs> that is the Oliver House. It's uh, actually known as the Peter Oliver House. It was uh -oh. built in... Uh, 1769 as a wedding present for uh, Peter Oliver Jr. and his young bride Sally Hutchinson, who was the daughter of Governor Thomas Hutchinson. Nice. They were loyalists. Which governor? Which state? Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Oh, okay. Just curious. I mean, and I'm know, surprised you don't remember him since Wait, you were alive back then. That's right. I know, probably, but we're all <laughs> all across the country now, you know, so nobody knows what we're talking uh, about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's right. true. And right. across the world, actually, even in Somalia, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> The Nigerian prince there. Uh, Will you leave the Nigerian prince alone? Okay. He's, not a, he's not a Nigerian prince. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> no one ever built me a house as a wedding gift. I just want to throw that out there. But anyways, yeah. Well, tell us tell us more about this lovely love abode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this house. Well, uh, Sally and Peter they were engaged in like seventeen uh, seventy or sixty five, seventeen sixty five, and the house construction started in seventeen sixty seven. Uh, it wasn't completed till seventeen sixty nine. And then Sally and Peter were married in seventeen seventy, ah. and they moved into the house. And they only lived there for like five years, a little under five years, before they were uh, chased out of the home by the Sons of Liberty. 
Aha. Oh, yeah. Ah. It's exciting stuff. <laughs> it is. And there's been a lot of notable people that's lived in the house. Uh, it, it was confiscated by the, com- or by the Sons of Liberty, which made it uh, the property of the Commonwealth of Massachusetts for many years. Wow. And Typical Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so... During that time, there were uh, sea merchants that lived there. There was a man who was a smuggler by the, by the name of Nathaniel Russell, and there's a portion of the house where the slaves would have been hidden. He oh. was actually um, a person that would bring them up here and then put them on a ship and take them back. He was taking them out of South Carolina because that's where he was from, smuggling them through, doing reverse. Return the center? Re- yes, he was, was trying there? to save the slaves, yeah. Oh. Oh. So it was Underground Railroad? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. cool. In reverse. In so reverse. It, 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 it goes both ways. Right. <laughs> nice. Um, there was a governor that lived there, James Bodwin, and his wife, Elizabeth, for many years with their children, about six, seven years. Um, then there was a Sproke family that lived in the house the longest, mm-hmm. uh, particularly one lady by the name of Bethania Sprout. She was actually Bethania Weston, Thomas Weston's daughter, and uh, she was willed the house. She was born there, mm-hmm. uh, married, lived her entire life there, wow. um, and her children lived and died in that house. Wow. So how was it passed on through all these people through the year? Did they buy it and sell it? or? Well, um, the house came up for sale. Um, I think it was in 1796, Thomas Weston bought it at that time after Mm. the uh, Commonwealth decided to put it on the market. (laughs) (laughs) So when he bought it, of course, he raised his family there. And then upon his death, he willed it to his daughter, Bethania. So you're trying to read that? Yes. <laughs> yes, finally. You, you know you do have glasses there. They're for near, not far. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read the teleprompter. I see it. I see it. Okay. We'll get to that question. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. It's just we're old. Speak for yourself. <laughs> so how did you get involved with the Peter Oliver House? Um, there was an investigator uh, that started doing tours there and I met up with her and she was telling me about this place and I told her I was like you need help I'll be glad to come help because the whole goal was to do tours to help raise money uh, to help restore this house it's in desperate need of a lot of work so all the money from the tours goes right back into the house cool great that's fantastic so I got involved with that a few years ago and it's just kind of it's like my second home, you know. <laughs> you know every creek, you know every bump. You is, know. It, is it being restored? It is. Well, you've got a new roof on it, and now we've got the bathrooms that are going in. Well, the septic tank's going to be dropping soon. And all Ooh. these things are made possible through our tours. Excellent thing. It's nice to have a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've grown fond of that little porta potty, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a little tear, and I'm going to take a nice little black and white photograph and hang it somewhere in the house so we can remember how far we've come. <laughs> we, uh, we, have, we have those at the uh, White House where we do our haunted tours, and we have the haunted 
porta potty. Haunted, haunted porta potty? Yeah. Really? And people say, why is it haunted porta potty? Say that for me. Porta potty. It could make the ultimate psychomantium experience. You could sit on the throne, you know? Why is it a haunted porta potty? And I says, because it scares the crap out of you. Anyway, moving right along. Bada bing. Oh, that's bad. Thank you very much. But you guys should come. We've got a million of them. Oh, for sure. We definitely have that on our agenda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We just need to set up a time to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that would be interesting. I think so. Yeah. Do a little investigation. Ian and I, uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, we've been to some strange places. Yes, we have. The Oliver House is a great platform for kind of what I do because it's it's an actual active location so it kind of gives me a control area a to laboratory. study. It does. And you for people who build equipment and things like that and they have to test it and see how it's performing, mm-hmm. it's a great place to do it because if it's going to work, it's going to work there. Absolutely. You do you know. document all your experiments? We now? do. I, I do uh, control studies over several months. Like mm-hmm. I've had one particularly with sound right now that I've been running for about a year and a half. Really? And I do it usually when there's private groups that rent the house and they come in and investigate and I sit back in the kitchen and I run the sound experiment at a certain time and then just like clockwork three and a half hours later they come in they said were you just having a conversation with somebody and I was like no but they was wow. like we just heard you talking to someone and wait a minute what's the sound of spirit? you're not putting your voice in there <laughs> are you? sort of Oh. Sort of, but wait a minute, it's, wait it's a different. Minute. It sounds like a haunted house to me. It's not. It's not. It's not where you're going to hear it because I've dropped the sound level yeah. to a click. Okay. So it's not like I'm Christy and this is what I'm doing. It's not that. It's words, but it's been dropped to where it, all you hear is a click, 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 hmm. because it's like at about negative 53 hertz. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to hear any of it. And I do it forward. I do it reverse. I flip the script on it. I try it different ways. But three and a half hours later, Paul they're going to audibly it. hear a ghost or what they believe to be a ghost. So, Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. It works. But you have to do that control. You have to do it. And you have to not do it. Mm-hmm. Do it and see it. And they're all coming forward saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Cool. We just heard you talking to someone mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in the kitchen reading a book. Wow. I'm not making a sound. Wow. So, That's intriguing. So That's it sad. goes beyond little trinkets. It goes into trying to get into and study the environment and try to figure out. So is it more of a psychological experiment or, or is it a <laughs> communication experiment? Well, communication, yeah. I think, would be more of what we're looking We're looking there and it's not just me. It's I'm working with a great group of people and they all bring us something different to the table. Mm-hmm. We look at it from, um, I, I hate to say the word scientific, but it is true. You have to look at it from the science part of it. You have to look at it from the physics part of it. And I learned that from Steve. Because <laughs> I listened to that man when he was like, well, you know, do this and do this. I do. I did. And I'm still getting results. And you haven't blocked them, huh? Most people block them. No, no. I mean, I take this. Okay. Ghost hunt is blocked. Well, Jason did. I take it as a step to make it better. 
I mean, because not one person's ever going to have all the answers. So if you oh. put some great minds together mm -hmm. and we look at it from all kinds of different angles, you, you know, can tweak it and you can make it better and better and better. As Steve said, most of the great inventions are, were done by amateurs. And mm. that doesn't mean any mm. any casting these versions upon anybody, but no. we're all amateurs in reality. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. But interesting, intriguing stuff. And you can stumble upon it. You know, uh, when you're investigating, I'm a strong believer that the energies that we're trying to talk to, they're trying to show us mm -hmm. what's easy for them. Right. And they're trying to tell us what they don't like. So mm -hmm. if you just kind of hone in on it mm -hmm. and try a few things and kind of uh, call out the things that they don't like. For instance, at the Oliver House, green laser grids, they're going to knock over. Oh. <laughs> they can't stand them, but you can put a red one up and they will rock right out in front of it, solid form, right in front of you. Well, the spiritualists have told us that the spirits like red They lights, do like red. Is, you mm -hmm. know, they like red light seances, which I've been conducting for over mm -hmm. three years now, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, working on that physical mediumship aspect of it to try to understand that. But, uh, yeah, they... They will tell you that spirits do like red light. And it's also supposedly better for mediums, too, as far as uh, their own safety, believe it or not. Yeah, I know. It's, you got to go into the whole thing. It's a big, long story. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. That's different. Well, I mean, if you know that red light is comfortable mm -hmm. to them, mm -hmm. then you need to try to introduce that mm -hmm. in what you're doing. So we do that in a lot of different ways mm -hmm. with a lot of different types of things that we mm -hmm. run experiments on there in the house. That's, that's awesome. Mm. That's great. And, and when do you have these tours if somebody wanted to take one? Um, we do them all year long. Really? We try to do uh, do a couple of them. Place? Do we have heat? Yeah, in the wintertime we do. Oh, we have good. It. That's a good thing. I'm just yeah. saying, because Ann and I have been to places that, uh, you know, yeah. heat, heat was a thing of there the past. no heat. Yeah, no, it's, it's an old system, and it makes noise, mm -hmm. but it also provides energy. Right. You know, because that movement of air mm -hmm. helps, helps well. the energies that are there. And sometimes um, I feel like it plays off. When things make noise, mm -hmm. um, you have EVPs you'll be p that are playing off of that noise. Exactly. We get that a lot. Yeah. Well, the, one of the theories is the white noise is what spirit used to communicate the other ones. Because an EV, true EVP is really not an audio recording, but a, a manipulation of the sound on it to put their voice on it. So if... Under the, tr the original definition of EVPs, if you had two recorders and a, uh, it was a true EVP, you would only get the voice on one. You wouldn't right. get it on both. Right. Although there have supposedly been some reports of doing it that way, but then that makes it. In fact, um, the AEVP, when they f first started doing this, they used to uh, go around with the video camera. And if they heard that um, EVP on the uh, video camera mm -hmm. recording, then they would just discount it automatically as a and not an EVP. Okay. So, mm -hmm. but anyway, I digest. <laughs> digress. 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 I digest. Well, it might be doing both. Mm. <laughs> so, do we have a question? Oh, we I, lost the question. We do. Can you put the question back up? I'm sorry. We have mm. a question for Christy. Okay. <laughs> and I just have to. I have. I just have to lean forward. Wait. Oh no, I'm sorry. 
The camera is tipped just a bit, so I couldn't quite see the oh, there we go. question. There we go. Thank uh, you. The question is, if the technology was available, what would you design as the perfect ghost hunting tool oh, or yeah. piece of equipment? I'm already working on it. <laughs> um, so... I'm crazy with this stuff. I'm like the biggest nerd you're ever going to meet. <laughs> and the guest last week got to watch me nerd out because my <laughs> mind literally works completely different than most investigators. I like to guess. I like to talk to the spirits, but I also study constantly mm -hmm. and make mental notes. And I'll go home and I'll look at the ceiling and I'll be like... <laughs> What if we took this polarity and that polarity and we reversed it? And what if they crossed? And oh, what no, if we don't cross the streams? <laughs> don't cross the streams. But right, uh, the perfect design, in my opinion, would be that in which we stop absolute time, just one one thin line, one thin layer, and then we project whether it be light and sound, maybe it's all, in between all of that to give the perfect situation, the perfect setup for a full manifestation. Okay. Everybody wants to see a ghost. We like to hear them, but really what I hear time and time again is, I didn't see it, I didn't see one, mm -hmm. but what if we can create that perfect situation? To there where there have could. been other attempts to do that. Uh, uh, our friend from the UK, Richard Felix, of course, has that mm -hmm. um, device. I forget what it's called, but he uses it with Derek Akura on a psychic and science tour. And it's a projector, basically. Uh, it has smoke. It has, his is on the stone tape theory, mm. where you're producing uh, whatever. So you got to see it. So. <laughs> yeah. It has smoke? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it's pretty a weird thing. It's in a Washing. coffin on top of it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, that's so coffin. whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there have been many attempts to do it. There's a, there's some group in uh, th this area, Boston area, that supposedly has a poltergeist catching container. Okay. All right. A poltergeist catching container. I yep. believe it's possible, but it sounds strange. It is. So yeah. what do they do with them once they you step on the thing and it? What do they do when they catch it? No, it's it? this big, huge, it's this big, huge chamber. Okay. I'll have to dig up the information for That's you guys. That's really interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna have to dig it up myself. <laughs> uh, I can't think of a, the name of it. It was a while back. Steve and I were talking about it and having having them on our show and stuff, but I, we couldn't get a hold of them. But uh, it's not a devil's toy box. It's something oh, completely not a different. Toy box. No. A box That's, with mirrors in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then you blow it up with dynamite. Oh my God. But really. What? They don't blow it up a time, Mike. You just think they do. Whatever. <laughs> so Chris, you mean TV's not real? Oh, my God! <laughs> so, Christy, you have... So, you founded... founded before, I think before you came up, you have a paranormal group that you founded back mm -hmm. in Tennessee? And, oh, yeah. Well, it started here in New England. So and then I went oh, back to Tennessee back and lived, and while I was there, started another group. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. How did you get... Yeah, that's the thing. How did you all get involved in this? <sighs> well, I, mean, I got, we're just sitting around. Well, I'm fixing to get some ghosts. No, <laughs> no, it, it's really a personal journey. Um, so, just like with most investigators, I was um, married 
and we had just bought this house and it wasn't anything special but it was special to me for some reason I just fell in love with it and um, my husband and my stepdaughter they kept saying that there's something in this house or this house is haunted and I was like pooh pooh not really <laughs> you know even though there was things that were happening around me I just wouldn't pay attention to it um, but then ultimately what happened was the house hurt me the people the energies there they started to hurt me oh no uh, they physically would, physically they would uh, I got hit across the cheek um, and it bruised me from here to here really? for like four days oh my god um, I felt like an extreme cold over to my side and I went to turn my head and about that time I felt like physically felt the hand that went across my face and it hit me um, I was painting in the kitchen, and I was up on a ladder, and something knocked the ladder over. Oh, my God. And knocked me off of that. Yeah, I was like pushed it. down the stairs, and I've got like a scar from here to there because every time I fall downstairs, which was like three times that I was pushed, I folded this leg, and it scarred up this leg, oh. but that's how I caught myself from flipping. I just, that was my natural thing oh. that I would do. Oh, my God. Um, it was... Uh, the kind of place that would grab your feet in the middle of the night. Um, it would make phone calls to the police department. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and disguise it voice as a little girl saying she was going to kill her parents. And so I'd have oh the cops knocking on the door. God. It was all kinds <gasps> of things that were happening. Now, Crazy. there were groups at that time in the area. Mm-hmm. And so I had a group come in and I told them about the stuff. And while they were there, uh, they asked this one question sitting in the dining room. They had all these cameras everywhere. And mm-hmm. uh, the one lady who was a, a medium and of the group asked, she says, do you not understand that you're dead? Who are you? All the cameras shut off at one time. The audio recorder shut off. And then the, the audio was like blank. Even though it was on and it shut off at that time, it was blank. Hmm. Like it didn't want anybody to hear. So, oh my God, that's what got me started. It's because this team just didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. It was happening more and more and more and more. And I thought, you know what? This is sort of my way of being able to fight back. Mm -hmm. This is my home. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to understand what's happening here. So what you, you have a, a very technical background, too, right? Mm. Yeah, I studied engineering in college. That helps. And I'm a super nerd. <laughs> if there's something that I don't understand, mm-hmm. I actually go and do research and read about it and try to understand it. What's false, what's, po- you know, these kind of things. Because mm-hmm. you have to kind of keep that in mind as you step forward. Hmm. <clears throat> wow. With any kind of build. But one thing, uh, to, I think the personal experience helps me now with people who are going through things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I've been helping kids lately with autism, with those kind of cases, because I think I relate to the kid as not having an avenue to be able to talk. And it's just like I'm relentless to try to figure out and get to the bottom of what's happening. Wow. And get them some peace. So, when you take these these private cases, mm-hmm. I know myself that everything I'm getting now th- through the emails and connection, they've all got demons. They all got possessed. Oh. It's really uh, I, I don't know whether it's the TV that's what's going on now, 
are what's going on, to be honest with you. Yeah. But uh, uh, do you have that same problem? Yes. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is they, they smell an odor, automatically it's a demon. If they hear <laughs> a knock three times, automatically it's a demon. Oh. We got three scratch marks, automatically that's a demon. Got to be a demon. But you know better than that, you know, and I think that's the first step when we actually go there to the site where the family is. I try to keep, like, the family dynamic the same. I go in, it's very low-key, the kids are running around, their lives are normal. I want to examine them in their natural environment because this is where it's happening. To ask them to leave... Get you nowhere. That's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you need to sit back and I'm Why just I'm the just their friend that showed up. Why would you, you get rid of the, the <laughs> people that are being affected by it? It's like you know. Exactly. Exactly. It's crazy. You've got to put yourself in there, and it might not happen right on the first trip. Right. So you've got to, you know, show up several times. Mm-hmm. And I literally slept underneath one child. I went to the house at night, and I slept in the bunk underneath her where everybody was being pushed around and bounced oh, around, wow. and it happened. Wow. Really? It happened. Hmm. But, you know, through the research and, and everything, I was able to hone in on who it was. Mm-hmm. But they thought it was a demon. Mm-hmm. Once, you, a demon. <laughs> once you kind of get them off of that mindset a little bit and say, it's a person you're dealing with. That's what we're dealing but with. But they don't want to hear that. They want to hear it's a demon. Oh, yeah, it's a demon. Don't tell me I just have a regular ghost. Oh, Damn. No. That's no good. Well, those are just as exciting. I mean, come on. Uh-huh. You get grumpy ones, too. <laughs> well, we know that. But, I mean, that's what most of the demon are, just some nasty personality. Right. Right. But, uh, yeah, they, they just they don't want to hear it. They want oh, I got demons. You're not going to tell me. And it's like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. And then you get somebody comes in and throws a little smoke around. <laughs> there, it's all going. Mm-hmm. But then most of the time it makes it worse. Mm-hmm. And usually, I, I bet, of the four autistic cases I've done, I've came in right after somebody went in and smudged the house. Oh. Because it got worse. And I believe that sometimes what happens, and I'll tell the families that, sometimes when there's a stranger that comes in to do just that, and they don't have any bond or connection or understanding about what's going on there, those energies are just going to go sit outside, <laughs> smoke a cigarette, and say, okay, yeah, I'm going to let them do their thing. Like, watch these guys are going. We'll be back. <laughs> yeah, we're going to come back in. I think that they're smarter than that. And where you can really do and make a difference is when you get to know the energies just like you know the families. Right. Because when they know that you're interested in hearing what they have to say, you want to know what it is that they're <laughs> in need me. of, Generally, that helps. So, how do you know the en- energies? I when I well, I don't say I win them over, but I think uh, persistence. But and I mean, okay, so Ann and I are married. Oh, God forbid! Uh, what? 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 No. And <laughs> she's getting pushed out of bed at night. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So by demons. So we call you up and you come in, right? Demons. Mm-hmm. Of course, demons. Uh, I would never do it. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. thanks. So, anyways, That's great. Anyways, <laughs> so fur. we call Christy in to, <laughs> to get rid of the demons that yeah. are tormenting in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, what would you do? The first thing that I'm going to do She's is I'm going to sleep in the middle. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a pallet at the end of the bed. <laughs> no, the first thing I do is just observe the environment. Um, I'm going to feel it out. I'm going to go with my instincts. 
on what my instincts are telling me. Because okay. generally everybody's got that mechanism in them that says, wait a second, whoa, danger, danger. Well, you know, but if you're not really getting that vibe from it, I think you just need to step back and get off the demon kick for a minute and start to look <laughs> at it from a human being standpoint. Okay. Uh, because you know that there's there are cases of demons, mm -hmm. but they are so very so few Ed and, and I, far between. Ed and I don't have demons, evidently. Because you you've been there well, watching us. Well, I mean, I was watching you in that you black were, hat and black dress and yeah, you were watching from the market basket parking lot. And, and <laughs> you realized that there were no demons. So, how do you get to know who it is then? If it isn't a demon, how do you, you how do you know who it is? And then we'll talk about how you deal with it later. But how, how do you know who it is to start with? A lot of of what personally I do is I just get impressions, like thoughts that come into my mind. So you believe and that you're some you're a medium. As I don't well. think I'm a medium per se. It's just do just you hate not like the word medium or is. Well, I, I mean, I don't have you a problem. Sensitive. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what I am. I'm just a human being, and yep. I just get an impression. Okay. You know, that's All right, so what I'm going to say. You're in there. But I also do a little bit of audio work, and I do rods. Mm -hmm. I use the rods a lot for communication. Oh, rods, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I've done automatic writing that I learned in one of your classes. Ah. Don't blame me for that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so... You, you you attempt to connect with the spirit? I attempt to connect with okay. them, yes. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. And they're leery sometimes oh, at yeah. first because oh. they've got the control over this child, and you're coming in. And so I watch the behavior of the child, too, because the first visit, the child wants nothing to do with you. Right. They kind of stay a distance, and they kind of watch. But second visit, a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And I think that that energy also allows that child to come closer because you can kind of see it waning mm -hmm. and starting to, you know, deal with you. But we need to talk about gear. About <laughs> <laughs> <No>, what? <laughs> Equipment. Oh. Oh, a little late for that. <laughs> well, we have time. Go ahead. Let's talk about some of your equipment. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's so fascinating. It just, uh, you know, I'm just so intrigued. See, you were worried because I didn't bring the gadgets. Go ahead. Carry on. That's because I went a different route. Go ahead. One of the things, uh, particularly with the case in my Tennessee house, uh, that I wanted to do was prove that footsteps had mass. Uh -huh. And so a lot of... People would take powder and put it on the floor to capture the footprints, and that's a mess. So when you go into historical places, they really don't want you putting talcum or anything around that, because, no. no, it's hard to get out. So I designed this mat, this ghost mat, and what it does is it has a pressure-sensitive alarm. It's wireless inside of it, mm -hmm. and I lightly dust the surface of the mat cover it so there's no outside interference and then if anything crosses that mat it puts an impression down and it sets off the wireless alarm you can put uh, cameras on it you can put it in a locked room and that was one of the first testing grounds for this was my house mm. down in Tennessee because I put a mat upstairs where you hear the energies come through all the time and I captured one foot and a peg it was the energy Ooh. I call peg leg Eddie a peg leg yes and oh his leg God. was actually buried Ow, in my backyard <laughs> uh, it was buried in your backyard he was a Civil War soldier oh. Oh. and um, oh my God. Yeah, it's just one foot repeatedly on the mat, and it woke me and my friend up at like 1.45 in the morning, and it kept going off, boom, 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 because he was walking on it, and you could see the little square 
where the, the other the leg would be. Yeah. yeah, so I called him, his name was Edward. And uh, so that's, you know, where I tested the ghost mat to make sure that wow. it Wow. I've actually seen that. She brought up the spirit question. It's, mm -hmm. it's, cool, it's cool invention. It is. That's and cool, um, it's now grounded. And oh, I dust it with the gloves. Excellent. And I wow. put the stuff to absorb shock. So there's no seismic activity that will rearrange the particles. Because that was one of the things that was recommended mm -hmm. that I do with it to try to, you know, make sure that you're getting really positive results. So wow. I did all those things to it. And it still works. Okay, That's what amazing. about some of the other stuff? I, you mentioned something about a projector or something, or a, mm. what is it? Holographic projection. Yes, yes, yes. Right. So um, I got to thinking about what is it that spirits actually can see? Because when you ask them, they don't see you necessarily, but they can see certain things. So I read this theory in quantum physics that said the whole world is like a hologram, and it's just our perception of it, but it's really just a reflection. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's kind of neat. And, and my mind just is weird. I laid awake again looking at the ceiling because <laughs> I can't sleep when these ideas get in my head. i got to write them down and i got to come back to them. And I thought, what if we could take the It's a simple idea. What if we took the four different areas, reflected it up against each other in the little cone, like you can use for your cell phone, and it creates that image that looks like you can reach in and touch it. It's not really there. Mm -hmm. is tricking our mind out, but it really is there for the spirits to see. Then I took it a step further last weekend, and I actually, like, put my face in there and some of the volunteers at the house, and I said, so you might not know what we look like, but you know our voices. This is what we look like, and they saw it. Hmm. Then I did a control test with letters. The letters were red, because I know that they like the color red, mm -hmm. so I was like, which letter's missing? And they told me the letter that was missing. Oh, that's cool. Wow. And the date. They said the date that I projected there in blue. So I took it another step further mm -hmm. to try to ask questions and use it during an EVP session. But they saw it. And I think knowing that, we can incorporate that along with the mat, along with all these other different things. Like put them together mm -hmm. into like this little culmination of something magical. Mm -hmm. Wow. But, you know, I, I do the big things like that, but also the simple things that anybody can do. You know, I'll walk through Lowe's or Home Depot, and <laughs> there's this one guy <laughs> at Home Depot. He sees me coming. He says, are you building? And I was like, yep, I am. And he was like, what are you looking for today? That's great. And so he'll walk me through. I'll tell him exactly what I need, and he'll get it for me. That's he'll show awesome. me where it's at. Yeah, I mean, we go into a lot of electronic stuff and like that, but I, I don't think we need it at the time. I, I know the, mm. do you remember those pen boxes that you would take and you put on? Yeah. It's was, called pen pressions. Yeah. I've got one. Pen but yeah, yeah, I uh, I mean, I, I remember a house in uh, Drake that we did it to, and, and we got to run it up. But yeah, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of storage of it. But when we went in there, there was a couple of the pens. Now, there was no impression of her face, but a couple of the pens randomly p were pushed out all the way and unless it was a tap dance and mouse uh, <laughs> tapped up the wall then uh, you know it was it Something was intriguing but unfortunately we have to wrap we it up. Are, oh, we are yeah. we do we have to wrap up. That was quick. But it was it was quick <laughs> and it was very interesting and I love hearing about all your experiments Oh yeah, because that's 
how hmm. people learn things. So what if we go to the Oliver's house and, and Christy was there with some of her devices uh, and we could that actually would be see fabulous. Them I think you should. Yeah. Absolutely. That would be intriguing. All right. Road trip. Mm. And it's right down the road from here. Is so it? it's a short road trip. Yeah. yeah. For you. Yeah, not for you, but for me. <laughs> but Christy, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Oh, it was a pleasure you. to have you. Mm -hmm. And we will be back again next month and hopefully be at the Oliver House soon. So in the meantime, take care, and we will talk to you again soon. Peace and light. Goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.